Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful biblically-based messages live down the This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. We are streaming live on the internet from London. This show is dedicated to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. On tonight's show, we will be studying the subject, How Should Christians Dress? We will be looking at what the Bible teaches. Our guest speaker is based in West Virginia, in the United States of America. More about our guest after we've had some music. How should Christians dress? We will be studying this subject tonight with Sister Sharon Zizma. Sister Sharon is a Christian health educator in the area of natural health, 
diet and nutrition, hydrotherapy, medicinal herbs, and alternative home remedies. She has taught health courses in Southern California, New Hampshire, Maryland, West Virginia, Louisiana, Texas, and Ohio in the United States of America, and Germany, Hungary, Serbia, and England. Sister Sharon currently runs the Beehive Lifestyle Natural Center in Berkeley Springs. Hello, good evening, Hello. Sister Sharon. Good evening, you're live on Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. How are you this evening, Sister Sharon? I'm doing great, Brother John. Happy to be with you all. Praise the Lord. Glad to hear so. Well, tonight, Sister Sharon, we will be discussing these questions together. What is dress? What directions does God give us about dress? How has sin affected our dress? What reform is needed with dress? And how can we practically carry this out, this reform today? So, Sister Sharon, before we start our discussion this evening, shall we have a word of prayer together? Yes. Yes. You can pray, please, Sister Sharon, to go forward. Oh, absolutely. Father in heaven, we are so thankful to bow in your presence. For Lord, we know that it is your presence that we always need. We recognize, dear God, that you are our sovereign majesty. And we ask that we understand that you are more than a sovereign majesty. We're your children. And Lord, we know that you care about us. And all the things in your wonderful word you've given to us as light and life and direction. And Father, I pray that this message today will honor you. And Father, that we'll be out of the way and your Holy Spirit will have his way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Sister Sharon, what is dress? Dress is clothing or an apparel or, or garments that one wears. Um, if you look in the dictionary, it says that which is used as the covering or ornament of the body. Clothes. Uh, in dress, a lady is either modest or <laughs> else uh, she has a false taste. Right. Something that is becoming or unbecoming. Right. Yes, and um, I've looked at some Bible texts as well. To and as you said, there's I've seen we can look at Genesis chapter nine and verse twenty-three. That's Genesis chapter nine, verse twenty-three. It says here. Okay. And sh okay, sh should I wait for you to turn in your Bible as well, Sister Sharon, or should I read? The yes, text? I'm just about there. Okay. Go ahead. Right. It says here, Genesis chapter nine, verse twenty-three. And Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon their shoulders and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father and their faces were backward and they saw not their father's nakedness. Now there's also a couple other Bible texts that I'd like to share as well, just again to re-emphasize this point. Um, it's Judges chapter 17 and verse 10 and it says, And Micah said unto him, Dwell with me, and be unto me a father and a priest, and I will give thee ten shekels of silver by the year, and a suit of apparel, and by thy victuals. So the Levite went in. And then we see 
again, um, Zechariah chapter 3, and sorry, Genesis chapter 37 and verse 29, and it says, And Reuben returned unto the pit, and behold, Joseph was not in the pit, and he rent his clothes. And so we see that the Bible, um, for my um, study, does not use the word dress as that we use in the English word today to describe the clothes that a person wears on. As you, as you stated, and it uses words like garment and also apparel, clothes, or raiment. And in essence, yeah. they all mean a covering to place over our naked bodies, in essence. Mm -hmm. So um, I just thought to um, share those texts as well. So now then, yes, what directions does God give us about dress? Well, First Timothy 2, 9. Yes says in like manner also the, that women adorn themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with broided hair or gold. Yes. And so God has uh, told us that our dress should be representative. Amen. What's inside. First Timothy 2, 9. Um, yes. I'm going to read it again, but this time in the New Living Translation. And I want women to be modest in their apparel. Yes. They should wear decent and appropriate clothing and not draw attention to themselves by the way they fix their hair or by wearing gold or pearls or expensive clothes. Yes. And, you know, modest moderation means decency. Yes. Moderate is not excessive or extreme. It's not extravagant. Yes. And shamefacedness means bashful or an excess of modesty. Yes. Um, when he talks about being sober, it's a habitual freedom from enthusiasm, inordinate passion, or overheated imagination, a calmness and a coolness. So yes. it's a sober, sober way of thinking. Yes. First Peter 3, verse Three and four, whose adorning, let it not be that outward adorning yes. of plaiting the hair, of wearing of gold, of putting on of apparel, but let it be the hidden man at the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. Yes. And after this manner, in old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves being in subjection to their own husbands. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters ye are, as long as you do well and are not afraid with any amazement. Yes. Uh, I had an experience with that many years ago. I was afraid of submitting, you know, to my husband and things. And yes, right. um, I found that after prayer and, and really wanting to obey God, that things didn't turn out the way I thought it would. Actually, I, I seem to have even more freedom Amen. because a man needs to know that he's a man. Yes. Um, it also says that um, spiritual adornment is the reality. Amen. Physical adornment is the symbol of that reality. Yes. What our external clothing is a visual representative of our spiritual clothing. Dressing yes. modestly means first that we're not defiant toward God. Both Adam and Eve had been defiant toward God. I'm going to read Genesis 6, 10. 
Yes, sure. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also to her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said to him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. So here, you know, we have the example of Adam and Eve and recognizing their nakedness after sin, now uncovered. They sold for themselves fig leaf garments, and they were just aprons. Leaves were never used in that way before. You know that they had to have done it out of desperation to cover themselves. How long could a fig leaf stay alive cut off from the parent source? So here lies a a lesson for us. How, How long can we stay spiritually alive, cut off from God, who is the source of our spiritual life? So what did God give them in exchange for their, no doubt by now, wilting fig leaves? Something that covered their nakedness. It was durable. It was lasting. It was adequate for the post-sin temperature. You know, now there'd be a change in temperature. uh, Changes that they would inevitably now experience. Right. Unto Adam, in verse 21, also and to his wife, did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. So here the Bible doesn't say that God skinned animals and gave them to Adam and Eve and said, here, make coverings out of these. We saw the mess that they made out of the fig leaves. No, in his infinite wisdom, seeing the future temperature changes, he made coats of skins and he clothed them. He still wanted them to have something adequate to preserve the health of their bodies, which would also affect the mental and spiritual health. Right. Right. Well, thanks very much um, for uh, your thoughts there, Sister Zizma. And that moves us on to now um, thoughts that you've shared with us initially. How has sin affected our dress? Well, a large majority of people uh, did not health uh, dress for health anymore. Clothes that are too tight restrict uh, the body functions. Ill-fitting clothes can cause discomfort, restrict movement, even lead to health issues. Tight clothing can cause circulation problems, skin chafing, respiratory issues. On the other hand, clothes that are too loose uh, or too long may cause uh, physical accidents like tripping or getting caught in objects. Um, Wardrobe wellness, how your clothes affect your health. I I read a little article and it says, for instance, extremely tight clothes can put a stress on the stomach, the intestines, which uh, could in turn lead to digestive issues. If the clothing clothing is too tight and presses against the skin, it could affect blood flow and lead to nerve damage. Apart from these, wearing clothes too tight can cause skin irritation, itching, fungal infections. If your clothes are leaving a mark or pressure marks on your skin or making it difficult for you to breathe, you you must avoid wearing them. 
Other physical effects of clothing. Studies show a direct link in chemicals in clothing now because we have so many mixed fabrics. And um, the chemicals often found in these garments are or that are used in the production have linked uh, to neurotoxicity, right. liver, kidney, and lung disorders, uh, disorders, cancer, and even more. Right. So health is the key here. What the Bible says, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, ye are not your own. For you're bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. In other words, how are we addressing his property? Your bodies are not your own. If your bodies, if our bodies belong to us, then it wouldn't matter too much what we decided to do with it, would it? You know, um, it says, know ye not that you're, ye are the temple of God, that the spirit of God dwelleth in you. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. Yeah. That's First Corinthians 3.13. And then Proverbs 11.22 says, Like a gold ring and a pig snout is a beautiful woman without discretion. Yeah. Proverbs 31.25 says, Strength and dignity are her clothing. And she laughs at the time to come because she's prepared. Um, Proverbs 31, 30 says, charm is deceitful and, a, and beauty is vain, but a woman fears the Lord is to be praised. Yes. Yes. You know, Sister Zizma, we can see that spirituality and dress, there's a correlation, isn't there? There's, there's there is a relationship, yes. you know, and, Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and, um, I believe that this is one of the most important points that, um, we need to bring out to the listeners because some people yeah. f- feel that um, it doesn't really matter what I put on. It's my body. Mm-hmm. I can do what I like. And if you don't like it, then that's your problem. But they don't realize mm-hmm. that there's a great controversy going on. And, um, you know, dresses, um, fashion isn't something that just comes out of the air. It's, you know, this is, this is something that's purposely designed, whether it's for your health, whether it's for your destruction. And um, I'd just like to share uh, two other Bible texts because Sister Zizmal has, has, has so kindly shared, just reeled off for us Bible texts that explain the nature between spirituality and dress. And Ezekiel chapter 16 and verses 49 to 50. Listen to this as well, listeners. That's Ezekiel chapter 16, verses 49 to 50. It says, Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom. Pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness was in her and in her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy, and they were haughty and committed abomination before me. Therefore I took them away as I saw good. And then now Proverbs 16 and verse 18, it says, Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. You see, mm-hmm. so the Bible teaches us that haughty people, proud people, are those who commit abominations before the Lord. Mm-hmm. Now, now, why, why uh, am I sharing this? Is, is why Sister Sharon sharing what she's sharing? Um, Isaiah chapter three, verses eighteen to twenty-four. Um, it explains again. It's going over what Sister Sharon's sharing, 
And just to give another insight to this and this so that you can see. Now look, so why is it that the law wants us to understand that pride goes before destruction? Look at what goes with expensive fashions. The law says, moreover, the Lord saith, behold, the daughters of Zion are haughty, you see, and walk with stretched forth necks and wanton eyes, walking and mincing as they go and making a tinkling with their feet. And it says, therefore, the Lord will smite with a scab the crown of the head of the daughters of Zion, and the Lord will discover their secret parts. Now look, in that day, the Lord will take away the bravery of their tinkling ornaments about their feet and their calls and their round ties like the moon, the chains, the bracelets, the muffers, the, the, buff, the bonnets and the ornaments of the legs and the headbands and the tablets and the earrings. And it goes on, the rings, the nose, jewels, the changeable suits of apparel and the mantles and the wimples and the crisping pins, the glasses and the fine linen and the hoods and the veils. And it shall come to pass that instead of a sweet smell, there shall be a stink, and instead of a girdle, a rent, instead of well-set hair baldness, and instead of a stomacher, a girding of sackcloth, and burning instead of beauty. So you see, the Bible t- teaches us that one of the sins that follows prides is extravagance in dress. And extravagance in dress is not just buying expensive clothing, is it, um, Sister Zizmo? That's um, right. <laughs> you know, it's to use the extra money that you have as well, that God designs for you to give to the poor for one's own expensive clothes wardrobe, you see? And so we see that sin has affected our dress sense because through sin we become selfish and it separates ourselves from God. And as Sister Sharon has said um, earlier, that that's the spirit, stubbornness, not willing to do what God wants us to do. And as she, um, well, I would say, nobody said, she didn't want to submit to her husband initially, but she um, wanted to follow God's will and found that she's happier, happier, I should say, following God's will and submitting to her husband in accordance to his will. Both of us. Both of us. You see? Yes, you see? And they, I, I just um, was just introducing that, um, you know, as you said, Sister Sharon. So, you see? So, listeners, you see, we are broadcasting these radio programs because we would like you to know that in our experience, where we are, we know that following God's will is the best for our happiness. Mm-hmm. You see? And dress, following... Um, there's God has given us specific directions for dress, and if we follow them, life will be much more happier. So, Sister Sharon, I'll hand over to you now as we continue. What reform is needed with dress? Well, it's time to get back to the basics. Um, first, we have to consider what God says about it. Yeah. We we choose clothing that uh, clothes that are uh, decent in, in His eyes, not clothes that are provocative, seductive, that honor nakedness. Uh, yeah. When we dress decently, we recognize that God ordained clothes to cover and yes. uh, not draw attention to our naked skin. We yeah. cover up out of respect for Him, the gospel, and other people. Yes. And out of respect for who he made us to be. Yes. Which clothes are good for health? You know, we have to consider that in our reform. Soft, light, and gentle on the skin, breathable, highly absorbent, um, hypoallergenic in nature. Yes. You know, that it's not causing allergies to the skin. Healthy fabrics are skin-friendly and environmentally safe. 
Yes. Some skin-friendly fabrics include cotton, silk, uh, wool, flax, yes. and uh, they are ultimately natural products to keep our skin happy and healthy. Yes. So I'm going to share um, something that the world is saying now about dress. Yeah, In sure. a December 12, uh, a 2019 article published by GBC College English, uh, it says English Lemonade. The question is asked, is it okay for men to wear dresses? The answer given is this. It actually looks good, really good when it fits right. And there's nothing wrong with a man in a skirt or dress. Maybe not all men, but many men want to wear skirts and like the way it looks, just like many women don't like to wear pants for reasons like comfort and style. Why should men be any different? That was in December 2019, interestingly written by a lady named Jezebel. Man Rui. Um, this makes me think of a text of scripture, Judges 17, 6. Yes. In those days, there was no king in Israel, but every man did what was right in his own eyes. Yes. And 2 Kings 1, 16, he told the king, this is what the Lord says. Is it because there is no God in Israel? For you to consult that you have sent messengers to consult with Baalzebub, the king of Ekron, because you have done this, you will never leave your bed you are lying in. You will certainly die. Yes. It shows you God's seriousness. What does God say about uh, men wearing um, women's clothes and women wearing men's clothes? Deuteronomy 22, 5, King James Version says, The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all who do so are abomination unto the Lord thy God. Mm -hmm. And the New International Version reads, A woman must not put on men's clothing. A man must not wear women's clothing. Anyone who does this is detestable in the sight of the Lord your God. Yes, you know, these are very strong statements that the Lord makes and listeners, God says what he means and it's not just um, for physical dress alone, there's a spiritual reason mm -hmm. as well behind mm -hmm. it because these fashions come from Satanism, basically. It's not just you know, how we feel, is it? Yes, it isn't at all. And you know, I'll just say this, um, Sister Sharon, because I... I was speaking to an individual about this um, before, just asking, uh, and obviously I'm careful, obviously, as a man. I don't really, you know, these things are pressed down to personal conviction. But I just mm -hmm. simply said, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. So if you love him, if he asks you for a woman to wear on a woman's clothes that are, um, you know, that are um, pertinent to her, and a man to wear on clothes that are pertinent to him. What 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 is the issue? You know why why is it that um, you're saying that you love Jesus, but then you're not willing to dress the way that Jesus wants you to dress, basically. And so um, you know, God is is He's you know, Sister Sharon. At times, I, I marvel at the wisdom of God because he, uh -huh. He's 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 the you know He is love itself. Love comes from God, but He knows us better than we know ourselves. And, and he knows uh -huh. just how to test us to see if we truly love him. 
And, you know, we're just, right. we're just saying this to encourage listeners as well, because, yes, this is a struggle. We're in the struggle. Um, we're all um, sinners seeking to be saved by God's grace. But we need to be saved in God's appointed way. As Sister Amen. Shannon said, it's not f- for us to do what we feel is right. God knows what's best for us, for our happiness. You yeah. see, so especially with, um, with dress reform, whatever the Lord says, let us always think, remember that what he says is for our best, basically. And Brother John, when we yes. decide to wear what we decide to wear, to, we are making our own fig leaf garments. Yes, you see. You know, we are we are uh, trying to do something that uh, cannot really fulfill God's plan for us. And yes. he was looking out for our health. He was looking at, uh, out for our mental state. Yes. I mean, how... How um, much do you think of of uh, good things when you're freezing cold or when you're super hot or when yes. you know you're sick or or whatever the case may be when your 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 lungs are filled up and you know you're you're sick or you're dying of cancer or something yes. else? You know how do you think of God at that time? Yes. You know. Um, we don't want fig leaf garments. We want the garments that God gives to us. They will supply our needs. Yes, most certainly, Sister Sharon. And I'm glad that you're making this known to the listening audience because God has eternal wisdom. Do we really yes. believe that God hasn't fought everything mm. out? You see, and <laughs> you know, so yes, you know, so I, I appreciate what you're sharing with us this evening. This is um, Sharon because you know sometimes I think that people that, that think that God is just an an old fashioned God and that he's he, you know he doesn't know the latest he, you know he's in the past he doesn't know the latest science or technology but no he's far ahead eternally yes, ahead looking back you know yeah <laughs> and looking back as well in all areas so we can't outsmart God mm-hmm. basically science will <laughs> ever ever be trying to catch up so. Listeners, hear what Sister Sharon's saying. And she said, God's covered all the areas. So the simple thing is for us to lovingly submit and enjoy life as he designs. You see, you know, as she said, God is sensible. He knows what's right for our health, to keep us warm, you know, and to um, keep the chills out and in all different areas and to keep diseases away. So this is the reason why we're having this radio broadcast this evening. Just to encourage well, us to do what God I'd says. Like yes, yeah, one thing I'd like to Also, when the limbs are exposed, it drives the blood deep into the trunk of the body, Yes, which is wearing on the heart, wearing on the liver, wearing on the stomach, wearing on all the, the vital organs of the body. And so even when we dress improperly so that the limbs are not covered evenly yes. you break the flow of of um, circulation driving the blood back away from the feet and you wonder why people end up with poor circulation in the legs yes. and in the feet yes. you know and uh, if that circulation were were even evened out then it would bring the blood to all the areas of the body and you would have a balanced health Yes, amen. Without taxing any one area. Yes, most certainly. Well, 
Sister Sharon, there's um, now we simply ask people will be struggling, struggling, and asking, well, how can we practically carry this out? Well, once again, rather than consulting fashion, how about consulting God? I'm going to mm-hmm. read this again. One more time, I'll read this same one. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Every man did what was right in his own eyes. Well, there is a God. There is a God. Yes. And even our Father. Yes. And we want to consult in 2 Corinthians six seventeen says, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Yes. So go away from the the worldly norm and go to God's sensibility. Um, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. He gives us power to choose what is right. So we need to recognize also that we need help in making the smallest decisions. Jeremiah 10.23 refers to this. Oh, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. And the New Living Translation says, I know, Lord, that our lives are not our own. We are not able to plan our own course. So when we come to the place where we recognize that, then we will consult God and say, well, Lord, how do you look at things? Yes. And uh, we'll begin reading the word to get our answers. So it includes 1 Thessalonians 5, 22 and 23. Abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The word of plain, he'll make that plain for us. And I'm going to conclude with this. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. We have to remember that to fear God is to keep his commandments. And if he has shared something with us, then it is for us. And we should, we should follow that. He's going to look at how we have taken the things of his word and how we have used them or misused them, whether we have listened to them or uh, uh, whether we have deemed them not important. And I tell you, because he Loves us so much, and he has pro- proved that love in sending his son to die for us. The most expensive trip that, <laughs> you know, the most expensive um, um, journey that anyone could ever take, yes. you know, in order to redeem man from his sins, to take his place so that we can have life. And so even though we may perish in this, this mortal body, he, he has promised to give us immortal bodies. And he has promised even now to clothe us with his righteousness. Yeah. 
And that's an ability to do what he tells us to do. So we can pray for those things and we can know that the promise of his Holy Spirit will make those things make sense to us and will give us eyes to see, ears to hear. And um, take away the stubbornness out of our hearts because we are stubborn by nature. We're sinful by nature. But God takes us above that and he gives us everything complete in Christ our Savior. Amen. Yes. Well, Sister Sharon, we'll have a break for some music and we'll come back for some closing thoughts. I love to tell a story of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story because I know tis true. It satisfies my longings as nothing else can do. I love to tell the story will be my theme in glory. How should Christians dress? Sister Sharon, can we have some closing thoughts, please? Our Father in heaven, it has been wonderfully, just a wonderful time to be with you and to be able to share. I thank you, Lord, that your word is so pure and so true. And I thank you also that we can count on it. Lord, you spoke and everything happened. Everything stood fast. You saw that things were good. And Lord, I pray that we will all come to trust you explicitly and all the things that you share with us to do in our lives, 
and trust, dear Lord, that though we might fear changes, that you will give us only that which is best for us. And in the end, we will be praising your name. And Lord, we look for that clothing of immortality that you have promised us in the future. And so, Lord, I ask that you will bless every listener and myself and Brother John to have that happen to us in the future. And Lord, we're looking to you. And in the meantime, listening to you and obeying. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Sister Sharon, thank you for joining us on Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. Listeners, if you have any questions or if you'd like more information, please send an email to inquiries at wildernesspublications.org or you can send a text message to 07944062786. You can also listen to and download our radio show podcasts at https colon forward slash forward slash voice dash in dash z dash wilderness dot podcast page dot io forward slash if you would like to support voice of the wilderness internet radio financially then please send your donation through our website at vitwradio.org click on the page called about us and you can donate to us here on next week's program we'll discuss the subject the biblical diet well that's it for tonight good night listeners and god bless Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live down the internet. This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week.